The following podcast may have adult humor. Swear words. Innuendos of a adult nature. Making fun of me. That's a given. Everybody looks forward <laughs> to that. But just know that you have been warned. Hey everybody, this is uh, Richard and Jesse back with the Blind Knights. It's uh, as a young kid say, it's been a minute. As I say, it's been a while. Jesse, I can remember how to do this. Well, you just talk and interrupt me. I believe I was talking. Well, I guess something never changed. That's right. That's what you do. You know, that's that's how we do the blind night series. Richard tries to speak and Jesse interrupts. I mean, that's just how it goes. But I uh, hope everybody's doing good. I am, of course, back from my vacation. I was actually back last week, but... You know, um, threw up a episode of the Who Knows and hope people's enjoying those. You know, and uh, we are back with this one today. So, how's things been going, Jesse? Things have been going good. I am, thanks to you, because I didn't think of it myself. I have my AirPods in, and I don't have to hold the damn phone the whole time we're talking. Yeah, because we still haven't figured out what's. I don't think I'm ever going to try. I think I'm just going to do it this way. Yeah. It's something to do with that uh, wireless NIC card or Uh, Wi-Fi. I do have a cruising question from the fiance. Yeah, we'll get to it um, after we get through everything else. Okay. As long as you can remember. Oh, yeah. Knights of the Braille News Desk. Yep. Uh, um, Let's start off with some Knights of the Braille News. Uh, I've tried... I'm trying to get a bit more active on Twitter. Um, so I'm not that active. And like I've said before, it's because I hate Twitter. I pretty much hate all social media, but I understand the need for it. We well, do have the Knights of the Braille um, co-partnership, I guess is what you could call it, with Everyone Games. That the event itself is actually hosted on the Knights of the Braille Discord server. Um, it's Everyone Games 2, uh, the second time we're doing it. It is September uh, the 30th from 7 a.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern and October the 1st from 7 a.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern. There are all kinds of games and panels. Uh, we have some panels on mental health. We have some, you know, like D&D 5e games, um, Surviving Able. Uh, it will be streamed live on Twitch. Um, for those of you that use Twitch, personally, I don't anymore. Um, there will be some play-by-post games on the Discord server, so be sure to be looking out for those and you know follow the Knights of the Braille Twitter as well as Everyone Games uh, Twitter account for further information and you can go to the website at www.everyone-games.com you know every time i say that i think about old jeff dunham.com you know yeah. um, oh what was it peanut yeah uh and a another uh bit of news with knights of braille that um <laughs> even the co-host here doesn't know about uh in the background i've been working alongside uh, the great guys at Seesaw Podcast, as well as Chad at Hindsight is 20 slash 200 or 20 dash 200. 
always call it 2200, but, um, and we are, you know, creating, we've done a, you know, a couple of sessions here that, you know, we are putting together to, um, basically like a collaboration to get things out there and we're going to be called the dice heads. So, uh, cool. um, looking or dungeon daddy's disciples. Um, we've talked about a bunch of di- different names, but I think, um, our, excuse me, I take that back. Our, uh, WhatsApp group is called the dice heads, which, you know, we think it's really cool. And the collaboration effort is going to be called, uh, dungeon daddy's disciples. You know, of course that means I'm their daddy. So yeah, they have to do what I say, but, um, be looking forward That's to how you that. Treat all of us. Exactly. You know, um, they're not any different just because they're more famous. Um, but uh, are they, be sure to, they are to me. I mean, I like them. I like them a lot better than I like you guys because I want to talk to them every once in a while. Aren't they just like us? Like, why are they more famous? Uh, because they probably got more followers than we do. Mm. And so that means they're, their name's out there a little bit more. Um, but uh, be sure to, you know, keep a check on our Twitter feeds for that. Uh, and uh, it'll be coming out. So yeah, really, really looking forward to that. Uh, let's um, let's take a step into the Knights of the Braille Library and get our reading recommendations this week. The Knight of the Braille Library. So how about it, Jesse? What you got for us? Hey everybody. Um, sit here in this comfy chair. You know the. The library has very comfy chairs, and we offer hot coffee, hot tea, uh, Red Bull, if you're into that sort of thing. Well, today's recommendation, I'm stepping outside the fantasy genre because I talked to Richard, and I was like, can I, does it always have to be fantasy? And he's like, no, it can be whatever you want. So, today I'm recommending the Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. It is a horror novel, but it's more of a, like, thriller. So, like, if you don't like, it's a thriller with horror subjects, kind of. Basically, a final girl, if you're a fan of horror movies, you would know, is the, there's usually at the end of slasher films, like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, things like that. There's usually always one final girl who survives. And this book says that there are like these things really happened in the 80s there was a rash of serial killers and things like that and your main character is a final girl she survived a horrible situation and her along with some of the other survivors are part of this support group for therapy and things like that and then it turns out that they start being killed in mysterious ways. And again, there's no real trigger warnings, I don't think, because it doesn't describe any of the killings, like the bodies are found and stuff like that. It's not like you're actually seeing people get killed, but it's all about the mystery of who's killing these final girls. And it really ties in with the movies because it's like, okay, there was this serial killer that killed these people and then they made a movie about it. So it's like, the movies imitate real life kind of, and it's a really good thriller. It's a lot of fun. Um, the audiobook from audible is actually read by Adrian King, who 
was the final girl in the original Friday the 13th film. So that was pretty cool. She does a pretty good job reading. And a lot of Grady Hendrix books have like really cool premises, but they also have a lot of heart to them. Like they're really in depth with their character studies and stuff like that. So they're not just, you know, these are cheap thrills and this is a horror novel and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of heart to them. There's a lot of depth to them. So I really recommend Final Girl Support Group. It's probably my favorite of his that I've read and I would easily give it five stars. Are you still there? Yeah, I just didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, you know. Oh, um, oh, sorry. Well, I was. Uh, I'm sorry. You didn't want to be like me. <laughs> exactly. Got to be like Mike. You remember when that was the thing? I remember be being like a Mike. thing, but I don't remember ever like seeing it. But I've always heard it, but I don't remember actually like witnessing it myself, which I'm sure I did. I just don't remember. Right. Um. But really, really enjoy the explanation there. I think a lot of people will actually enjoy that. As far as me, I have two books because they're in the same genre and oh, cool. really fit. Um, the first one is the Vader book uh, by Leon White, of course. It is a wrestling biography. Uh, really enjoyed this one. Um it it talked about a lot of his you know Japanese stuff, um, which is where you know he got the the name Vader, and um, talked about his stuff that he did with Antonio Inoki and some of the other Japanese wrestlers that I just can't pronounce their names. Um, and you mean you mean where he basically just killed Inoki in his first time debuting in New Japan? <laughs> You know why he killed Anoki in his first time to get him over, right? Yeah, Anoki chose to put him over that way. I, yeah, I know, but I'm uh, just yeah. saying it was such mm -hmm. a shock at the time. Yeah, because Anoki had I think one for five, four or five years straight. Yeah, um, really good though. Uh, really went in depth um, with stuff like that, as well as you know later stuff in his career with his you know health issues that he had later in his life. Really good book until the end when it got extremely sad, um, you know, but it, it was good. It, it, it's worth the $10 on Kindle. Uh, it was read by Jaws, um, you know, so uh, kind of robotically a robotic reader, I guess. Uh, the other book, again, like I said, along the same lines is the book by Sabu. Um and one thing, like the little, I guess you call it subtitle, is like something scars and super glue. I can't remember. That's that pretty exactly. much him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really good. I he got in into depth a lot about you know some behind the scenes stuff or behind the scenes stuff with ECW, um, Paul Heyman, and you know his Japanese, uh, you know, style. Um, Really good insight to Sabu, and you know, thankfully I've been able to be at a couple of shows, like indie shows where he was at, and um, never got to be at one where Vader was at. Was Me supposed either. to be. Um, well, Vader was supposed to come to one near here, but unfortunately he passed away before, you know, 
the show happened. So, um, but it 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 was really good. I really I think I enjoyed the Sabu book a lot better. Um, That's what I was just gonna ask you. You know, uh, I I really really enjoyed it. Um, because he you know talked well, the both of them talked about their training and and things like that. But uh, considering that you know Sabu was actually the nephew to the original Sheik, um, yeah. you know it's gave a lot of on, on that insight as well, and really interesting that um he peed the band until he was thirteen years old. You know wow. <laughs> he's um not making fun of anybody who you know pees the band, but like. Yeah. Definitely making fun of you if you pee the man and you're 13 years old. Uh, but um, so you had a question, right? About the cruise, I did. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, um, that's all of our uh, book recommendations, and you know, so uh, like I said, I just got back from the cruise, and uh, so I guess Jesse has a a, a question or so. It's, so it's a simple question. And do you ever do? Because I know the big thing for Katie is the shows and i never saw you really post on facebook you or cody about that do you ever attend any of the entertainment on the ship we have in the past um but this one we did not uh okay. because they the cruise ship was actually full or you know close to uh, capacity yeah um in fact we usually do some trivia as well but did not do that either because of the you know, packed out. Just too many damn um, people. Yeah, because we really didn't want to get sick and then, yep. yeah. you know, get, not be able to get off on the islands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we went to Aruba, to Bonaire, and to Curacao. Did a really good tour on Curacao. Uh, the person um, that was giving the, like, audio tour, you know, the panoramic bus tour, did really yeah. good descriptions. Uh, you know, um, but as far as like the the shows, yeah, we usually go. Okay. Uh, really disappointed because I wanted to do the Harry Potter trivia again, as well as um, they had a '90s music trivia. But both of those, uh, we like I said, we tried to go down there to them, but there was approximately 300 people in a little bitty area. They were sitting yeah. on top of tables, on top of the bar. And yeah, that's yeah. yeah, not um, no. I'm, I'm not even sure we've been Potter able to get before? there. Yes, I have. I made a little kid cry. That's right. Uh, yes. Um, he cried like a baby because he probably he was like a, a nine or ten year old. I don't care. I don't care. He should have been smarter. Go sit down in the corner because you got beat, son. Like, slap to the face. And I'm the man. Well, <laughs> and then this is going to be all quiet over there. Now you made part of our audience cry, probably. <laughs> uh, I can tell you what I usually say, but nah. Right. The only thing I was going to say about the Everyone Games event is it's funny. It seems like we've been talking about it for so long, because we have, but it's like crazy that it's almost here already. It seems so far away before. Yeah, it's really but not I, that far away, like a month now. I feel like the summer flew. Did you have that feeling at all? I do. And, you know, um, for us down here, it's not over yet. Our summer usually ends around, like, October, November. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Ours isn't either. It's just back to school. Like, when I was a kid, it seemed like summer lasted forever. Now I'm like, holy shit, it's September already. 
Yeah. Um, because you have to go back to school. But see, whenever I was growing up, I worked through the summer in the tobacco patch and other things yeah, like so that. So, uh, but um, I should have said this earlier, but since you know you're talking about the Everyone Games event, the uh, collaboration that we're doing with Hindsight is 2200 as well as Seesaw Podcast. I actually have a trailer that I will host at the end of this. That thing is really cool. Yes. Um, yeah, Jesse has got to hear that. So yeah. really cool there. Um, so stay tuned after the podcast is over for, you know, that clip. I think you'll really, really like it. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? We do get back to the, um, you know, the not necessarily D&D, although this is a D&D creature, uh, a segment that we're going to call the creature feature the creature feature remember that like from that. uh wow, yes man, I, I like that i stole that from like the old horror movies you know <laughs> there's um, even a couple dvds i think i might have even had one it was like creature, du- creature double feature where it would give you like two movies on yeah, inside a DVD or whatever. They were usually always crappy, but I like the name. Uh, a lot of those older movies were pretty good, even though people thought they were crappy. Like I know, the I monster like... from the Black. <laughs> but anyway, um, assuming I am hearing this name and pronouncing it right, how about the Amnizu, Jesse? How would you like to come across like, one of those? That sounds like a Japanese fairy tale creature or something. See, whenever I read it, that sounded like an anime creature to me, or maybe that's, an well, maybe the title I mean. to an anime. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Japanese too. That's kind of what I was going for. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um. But they're really cool creatures, and they come from the um, Morden Cannon's uh, monsters of the multiverse, and well, there are things about the new D and D that I'm not crazy about. Um, they still have some cool features in them, you know. And like we said before, you just don't have to include those things in right. your game. You, you can make them what you want. And yeah. that that's the beauty of tabletop games in general. Um, but the Amnizu, they lead Infernal Legions. Oh. Uh, they command Guardians. And they stand as, like guards or whatever you want to call it at the gates of the hells yeah they are um they're kind of i wouldn't say kind of they're really arrogant they're ruthless and bullying huh kind of like me huh except for the whole arrogant mm-hmm. thing yeah oh you they are be part of hell though so no never uh they're intelligent tacticians huh, they are really like me and they're really loyal Maybe I shouldn't write my bio like this. Um, you can be the blind amnizu. Yes, uh, <laughs> but they here's a really cool feature of theirs that I I personally like. Um, they can summon either a barbed or a bearded devil. Uh, and as far as D and D type, a bard? Um, no barbed. Oh, okay. B A R B E D. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, 
Um, but th these are D and D stats, of course. But you can like if you're running D six or whatever, you can modify them. You know, people think that you can't, but you know, you why can. would anyone think that though? If you think about it, like you can I, do whatever you want. Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of people are rules Nazis, rule lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. But how about their armor class, Jesse? Oh, Would God. you care is to it, take a guess what their armor is it class as, is? Is it as bad as your current armor class on Tuesdays? <laughs> uh, no, it's not that good. I will say it's a 21. It is a 21. Oh! <laughs> um, and uh, for those out there who may be wondering now, my armor class for my character in Jesse's game is a 22. And I have to apologize. Richard is the only player who I've killed, and I've killed his characters twice. Uh, he won't be doing it anymore. No, <laughs> I, no. I, I do have I do have to be using the shield to have the twenty two. But um, oh, if you roll that one, you're losing the shield. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, their hit points. Their the the average of their hit points is two hundred and two. Why do I feel like you're going to have us face one of these in the Monster Hunter game? You probably will. Um, here's their, you know, we talk a lot about hit die, and, that, and that's in every game where, you know, short rest, you can recover and, and, and things yeah. like that. Here, Here is theirs. 27D8. Holy plus 81. So if you roll all ones on your D eight, you're still that's, that's still a hundred and eight hit points. What are their attacks? I'm always interested in the attacks. Um, they are multi attacks. There was a bunch of different ones, so I just feel like the okay. um, the really coolest one here. Yeah. Um, but here's something else really cool about them: they can both walk as well as fly. They uh, they're immune. I wonder what they look like. Um, not sure. I might yeah, can find the description. Um, but they are immune to fire and poison. And a, I just love th these features of, of this. Um, they, they can speak, I know, common, infernal, and abyssal. But here is the coolest one. They have telepathy. You know, where they can talk to your mind mm -hmm. and things like that. Care to guess how far? Hundred feet. A thousand. Jesus. <laughs> they are a challenge rating of eighteen. They're worth twenty thousand XP. And here is their coolest feature. At least it was to me because I'm a wrestling fan. Uh, yep. They are considered um, in the hills like taskmasters. And uh, Jesse, Jesse probably won't remember who the Taskmaster is. Evan Sullivan. <laughs> well, I, I give you another rubber jelly bean. The, the actual first, <clears throat> like, great match I probably saw in WCW back when you used to get be able to get the pay-per-views in Scramble Vision. Yep. And, of course, it didn't matter for me because the sound was fine. And I know people don't like to talk about this person, but it was... I believe it was at the Great American Bash, and it was 
they had a street fight, or they called it something. It was basically it was um uh, it was up Kevin, in Baltimore, if I remember right. It was Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit. One of the at the time, I'm like, this blew my mind more than any WWE match ever did. And it it, it was it was it amazing. Was and I, I want to think it was in Baltimore, but I'm not 100 percent about that. It was like but, it was Great American Bass because I remember the next pay per view is when the NWO actually debuted with their three on three and who was the third man going to be and it ended up being Hogan and stuff like that. So I got into WCW right before the NWO came. Yeah, you missed a lot of their really good stuff, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but the, their the attack is called the Taskmaster Taskmaster Whip. They get a plus eleven to hit. You're gonna fuck up anything. Well, well, maybe not. Possibly, um, but could you imagine? I mean, just say like a sorcerer. They're oh, they're screwed. <laughs> typical AC. I mean, granted, you have to be within ten feet to be hit by this. Yeah. But their AC is say say fifteen. You know, mm-hmm. um, lower level. That is really. You know, high for AC, at least in yeah. my opinion. You roll a, a four and and you meet it. They're yep. getting hit. Yeah. You know, um, and they also have some other things where they can cast spells and and something like and things like that. Um, their spell save DC is a nineteen. And they also have this other thing where they can try to like mess with your mind. You have to make an intelligence save of nineteen. I mean, this is this is just what does it do if you fail? I didn't write that down. Just okay, um, okay. going by it's the probably something there. big. <laughs> it's something like it's along the lines of like charm monster, um, okay. somewhere something along those lines. But there's just a crazy, crazy creature here. Yeah, you know, and and. Like we said, you can adapt that into into any of your games, you know. So um, I really, really like this when I come across it, and I think that's what we may try to do here with the, you know, Blind Knights podcast. Is I say go in alphabetical order as long as there's a you know monster with that you know particular letter. Like I you know, there, probably... there may not be a Q. Well, there could be. There might, read, yeah, like, there could be. I read maybe. Maybe twenty pages. I gotta go back to it, but of more kinds and like, it just blows your mind every monster you see. At least in my opinion, I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah, you know. Um, but uh, I I really like the creature feature, you know. And of course, we won't go over every one of them because of the whole copyright thing. But you know, I, I think it, I think it's really cool to look at it and you know talk about it and everything like that. Seems there's like everybody enough, else does. There's enough of them, like to find cool ones to go through. Probably not even scratch the surface of the book. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think you'll scratch the surface at all. But uh, that's really about it for this episode of the Blind Nights. I uh, hope everybody has enjoyed it. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe. And be sure to give us a review and because it really does help. And don't forget, stay tuned for the 
like trailer for the Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. That thing's really cool. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille and is made possible through the support of viewers such as you. Please remember to like, share and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to this exclusive one-shot, The Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. Kicking off the Dicehead Revolution, T and Cleaves of the Seesaw Podcast. Chad Michael Bowden of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Andrew D.M. Richard from Night to the Bridge. Over the course of the series, join Brago, MP, and Grog as they find themselves in an eerie seaside town with no way to get home. Do they have the strength to overcome the trials that the Dungeon Daddy has in store? Let the dice decide.